0: Welcome to episode 17 of Hello Church. We're so
1: glad that you tuned in today. I am Wade Bearden. And I am Justin Trapp. And today we're going to be talking about the five skill sets needed to create a compelling sermon series. Now, if you want to create, uh, most pastors and churches are leveraging sermon series all the time, but Mm -hmm. if you want to create a sermon series that really is incredible, it's impactful, not only for your congregation, but for your community as well, we're saying there are five skill sets needed to develop a really, really great, compelling sermon series. Five roles, maybe, or five people at your church, Mm -hmm. on your team, and if we're honest, sometimes the pastor uh, if, you're, if you're pastoring a small church or you're a church at limited resources, you're probably wearing a few of these hats. Yeah, if not all of these hats. <laughs> if and not all.
0: I think ideally it'd be great to have a person for every single one of these roles. And we're kind of taking the, the preaching part out of that and the sermon writing part out of that. These are people who are just going to kind of help you yeah. throughout that whole process. So five people that you could have on your team that I think would really jump up the quality of your sermon series, and instead of just kind of shooting from the hip, kind of throwing things together last minute, if you have this team, you could really, I think, uh, produce something uh, memorable and and special for your team.
1: Yeah. So let's let's uh, get right into it. Number one is the theologian. That's the first mm-hmm. skill set needed, and a lot of times the pastor is wearing this hat, right? Yeah. So the pastor is the pastor is
0: a public theologian. Uh, they teach people about God, I think it's important too to get other people around you who are going to aid you in that process. And it will not hurt for you to say, hey, I'm talking about marriage or I'm, I'm actually talking about the Trinity. Let's, let's get some other people involved. Uh, you can also find this maybe in some books, so you can go to some books for this, but it would be great if you had uh, a professor who attended your church or maybe listened to your messages or maybe you're friends with who said, hey, here's some kind of easy errors that we can get into with this topic. And here's a great way to address this. Somebody who can help you. And I know there are a lot of churches who have individuals inside of the congregation who went to seminary, went to Bible school, love reading theology, who just just very much enjoy talking with a pastor about this and kind of being a sounding board.
1: Yeah. Uh, Which brings me to the second point is um, number two is a researcher. You need a researcher. And a lot of times a pastor is doing this, but here's Mm -hmm. my question. Should a pastor be doing this? A pastor has all of these different things that you're responsible for, right? counseling, counseling. Coaching, you know, team meetings, board meetings, leadership meetings, vision—you know—all these things, right? Mm-hmm. And, and 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 really, I mean, if we're honest with ourselves, almost anybody can do research. Mm-hmm. Now, what I mean by that is, let's say you're doing a topic on uh, forgiveness, right? Mm-hmm. And you need some sermon illustrations. Give it to a volunteer or an assistant or someone else on your team and have them bring to you five illustrations on forgiveness or or illustrations uh from the news uh uh, stories of forgiveness where someone was wrong i mean i feel like we we hear it all the time where someone gets killed and and the family member of the person of the victim goes to court and they tell the person Mm -hmm. that they forgive them like i you know they could you you don't have to be spending hours looking for these illustrations you need illustrations pastors say they they need illustrations we've seen that in our on our surveys, but that doesn't mean you should be doing it. So have someone that can help you research. Maybe, um, if you're going to be on Luke chapter five, you'll get them to read a few commentaries and sort of bring back some of the, you know, the summaries of those commentaries or some of those, uh, the content Mm -hmm. there for you to review. And so they're really saving you hours of time, every sermon, just if you have someone helping you do the research.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's not, substitution for you doing the research you're still going to do it but they can add some extra flavor to it so if they're finding illustrations maybe they're going to a database and they're pulling up statistics so if you're talking about marriage maybe they're pulling up the the current marriage statistics and divorce statistics in your area or in the country or maybe they're saying hey i've really kind of looked around and these are some of the most important books regarding marriage from christians and then also from people who are outside of the church and maybe they read some and and give you quotes or maybe they just give you those books but having someone who's a researcher can help you kind of get an idea and supplement your resources they can supplement your resources so if you uh are kind of in one direction, they can balance that out and give you a new perspective. So I think a researcher is uh, an important tool. And then the third role, and this is important, but we don't often think about, and I think a pastor is usually always doing this, and maybe they shouldn't, yeah. but it's the organizer or project manager. Yeah. So if you think about what needs to get done with a sermon series, of course, you need the messages produced, uh, but, How are you going to break up those messages into blogs? How are you going to break them up into video clips, podcasts? What about the graphic design, the video design? There's so many things that need to be done and you need somebody to kind of help organize that process.
1: Yeah, and a lot of times, like Wade said, the pastor is doing this, especially if you're a smaller church or a smaller staff. You're the one that's not only uh, the theologian, the public theologian, you're the researcher, but you're also the organizer, the, the person keeping this all together. And it would benefit you, right, if you were able to focus on the presentation, um, the, the writing of the message. And, and not so much the organizing. I know for me, I, I'm not typically a great organizer, mm-hmm. so I am the beneficiary of when I have other team members that can help me mm-hmm. uh, keep all those details right together yeah. and, and, in a, and in a fashion that's easy for me to read through quickly. So Yeah, and, and something like Asana could be good it's a project
0: management system and you could even dictate what needs to be done and have an assistant type all that out and set due dates so that it's all in order because here's what happens in meetings we get together and say okay we're we're going to do this sermon series on marriage and i'd really love to reach out to the community oh this is great we should do this and it doesn't really ever happen that's the problem with most meetings most meetings you get some great ideas But if you don't put follow through in place, uh, those ideas just kind of sink to the bottom and they just never happen. So you need an organizer who can help you kind of put the people in place and the tools in place to make the
1: sermon series uh,
0: more effective.
1: And you also need someone who's creative, Mm -hmm. someone that can help you illustrate this in a visual culture, a visual medium. And I know some of you are thinking, yeah, I'm pretty creative. Mm-hmm. Pastors, we've seen your PowerPoints. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, may not agree. Um, even
0: if you are, even, even if you're yeah, a even if you are, designer. Should you be doing that as pastor? Oh, You could take the however many hours and go visit somebody in the hospital or make a call yeah. to someone in your congregation. And and for people who are like, well, do I need graphics? I remember being at a church and the pastor was working through the book of First John and talking. In, in First John, it talks about, hey, we reveal our relationship with Christ by showing love to others. And so he used an image of a a gavel uh, from a courtroom, and the series was called Prove It. Like, reveal your faith. And anytime I think of 1 John, that image comes to mind. It's the power of visual images to help reinforce what you're talking about so that people do remember and and they can connect the dots on what you're saying. So you need a graphic designer. You need a a video producer to really help reinforce what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why we we started Ministry Pass. We were both bivocational pastors, Mm -hmm. and we were preaching regularly, and we were both, we're both creatives, right? Mm-hmm. We we both could get it done and feel good about it. And other people thought, Oh, that's so cool looking. But should, we had to ask ourselves, should we be doing that? And it got to the point where I was spending four hours a week on, on creative stuff for the sermon series or for the message. And I realized Me, my time is much, you know, spent much better in, in other areas. And so when we launched ministry pass, that was one of the things that we aimed to do was to save pastors mm-hmm. uh, and churches time because we have a whole creative team we have graphic designers we have uh, video designers uh um video editors we 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 give you all the the resources that you need to to preach a or, or to have a compelling visual uh you know um series yeah and um you know you can't just not do that in today's society you just can't like stand up and you know, no screens, and you know we live in a visual culture, and people learn visually. And so, like, just like that image was imprinted on your mind, mm-hmm. uh, the images that you use will uh, be imprinted on the minds of your congregation. So, yeah. And if you want to create videos and things to put on social media, you need somebody who knows how to
0: do that. The the fifth role or skill needed for a compelling sermon series is the promoter. Now, a lot of times when we think of promoting; it's easy to think about. Uh, churches where it's like every new sermon series is the best thing that has ever happened, right? This yeah. is going to be the best. You don't have to promote that way. But if you want to take your people on a journey through a topic or the book of the Bible, you need to talk about it. So if, you, if you're if you going through a book of the Bible, you're going through 1 John, maybe you want your people to read through it, to discuss it. You need someone who's going to be posting about that, reminding individuals, and and really kind of preparing their hearts before the message happens. Yeah. And then reminding people after the message happens. So if there's a big idea in your message and you say, this is the point of the text, here's what we need to do. Somebody could pull that out and put it on social media. So I'm watching it Tuesday after hearing your message on Sunday. And I can say, oh, I I need to remember to do that. Remember what I learned. So... I think you really do need a promoter inside the church and on social media.
1: Yeah. And if you're at a larger church, oftentimes this is called a church communications director. If you had a smaller church, you're like, what's a church communications director. Uh, but th- this role is important, right? Like what it said. And uh, what I love about ministry pass is we actually give you pre created social images for your church to share. So it's actually really easy. You just like either schedule it or you post it and it all, it all flows and goes with the sermon series content. Now, We understand a lot of pastors are wearing multiple hats, but we think it would be ideal, right, if you could have at least one person. I mean, maybe you have multiple people in one of these roles, but these are the roles and the skills needed to develop an incredible sermon series that's going to be impactful for your congregation and for your community. Yeah. So let me just
0: recap the five skills, theologian, researcher, organizer, uh, a media person, and a promoter. And right now, a lot of you pastors who are listening to this are like, I'm doing everything. Yeah. I'm doing all of those. Yeah. If you can, just this week, find somebody who can take one of those roles and just pass that along to that individual. And if you do that, I think it's gonna change the effectiveness and it's also gonna change your schedule. And then too, Justin, you mentioned Ministry Pass. At Ministry Pass, we identified these five roles and we said, let's try to help fill almost every single one of these. Mm -hmm. And so we give you a sermon series guide that is really like something you'd hear from a theologian or the researcher. It's not your message, but it's going to help you as you write your message. We provide media graphics, things that you can use to promote your series. And then we even give you outlines for your series so you can know how to put that together, how you can organize Mm -hmm. your system ideas for really just Applying the message in service and out of service. So if you need some help and you say, hey, I've got some people who can help in this area, but I but I need some assistance in other ways, uh, I would encourage you to check out something like Ministry Pass, even if you don't use Ministry Pass, something else that can help ease that load, because yep. I think that's so important for you as a pastor to spend more time uh, writing your messages, uh, honing your gifts as a communicator, and also being the pastor to the people in your church you want to pastor them and graphic design is important but if you can if you can use Ministry Pass or someone else to do that, that just gives you more time to pastor, and I think that's uh, that's
1: vital. Yeah, give yourself the freedom not to be to be a pastor, but not to be a graphic designer. So mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I think um, having a, others in this process will help you, or using something like Ministry Pass, like Wade said, is really going to benefit not only you but but your church and your team. Uh, that's all we have for today's episode. You know, I'm really excited about our next conversation, and it's uh, four sermon outlines or mm-hmm. or sermon structures right uh, which one is best for you? Which one do you normally use? And we're going to break down some of those outlines and, and different ways that you can format your messages. So I'm excited to talk about that. If you if you subscribe to us, thank you so much. We've seen the podcast grow just tremendously in the last two months alone since we launched. Uh, if you like what you saw today or what you heard today, whether you're on YouTube or listening on a podcast, make sure you subscribe so you, that you can get those notifications. And we're producing stuff every week. Yeah, every single week. And it's
0: exciting to... Uh, put this content out there and hopefully it'll be helpful for you. Make sure to share it too, if you could share this. I know a lot of pastors are a part of Facebook groups. So if you can find an episode of Hello Church that you've really just enjoyed and post it on one of those groups and say, "Hey, I really like this podcast episode. Hopefully it'll help you. And if you do that, I I think uh, not only will it It helped the podcast, but hopefully it'll help some of your friends who are doing that hard, but in very important work of ministry. Thanks so much again for listening to Hello Church, and we'll catch you on our next episode.
1: Thanks, guys.